Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, I'm so excited to help you with your dreams. And one of the big things we face as we start to dream or we have an idea of something we want to do and step out of our comfort zone, we have opposition. We have internal opposition, we have external opposition. And that's something we talk a lot about in the Horatio Printing Academy and specifically in the Dream Crafting course. Because often when we have a big dream that we want to pursue, maybe you want to start a business, maybe you want to become a foster parent, maybe you want to move to Africa, maybe you want to start a new ministry, maybe you want to just reconcile with a parent, like whatever your dream or thing that you want to step out and do often we know the strategy of how to do it or at least you know we have access to google we have access to people that can help us it's the internal conflict it's the fears it's the limiting beliefs it's our past experiences it's the the lies that have been spoken over us that hold us back so it's not it's often not the strategy that we have problem with it's actually our belief in ourselves, our belief in God. And one of the big things that I've seen hold people back is the fear of judgment. And this one is so normal. If you're going to step out of your comfort zone, if you're going to have a dream, we all go through the fear of judgment. Like, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to fail. The number one normal fear people have, like I say, the number one common phobia or greatest fear is public speaking which is basically the fear of judgment. You're scared people are going to judge you. You're scared you're going to sound stupid. You're scared you're going to fumble over your words. You're, you know, it's, it's the fear of judgment. What will people think of me? And there's two ways that this fear really um, comes in. We have it internally, aka we have it, we, we, we preconceive that it's going to happen and it stops us from even trying. That's kind of like, you know, well, I would like to start that business or I'd like to step out and do that dream, but I'm afraid of what so-and-so will think. And that's internal. It's a potential. It hasn't even happened yet, but we just assume it's going to be there. The other way we have the fear of judgment is it finds us. Maybe you're bold, you have a dream, or maybe in the past you've had a dream and you're so excited about it. And then all of a sudden people come out of the woodwork to judge you, to tell you, I don't think you should do that, to say, hey, sorry, like, I really don't think that's for you. And people come and poke holes in your dream, they poke holes in your plan, they poke holes in your vision. And sometimes those holes are important. You know, iron sharpens iron. The Bible says over and over, we need to seek wise counsel. And so we're going to talk a little bit about discernment between what is wise counsel and what's a border bully and what does that mean? So I want to start with really sharing with you what I think is the three keys to overcoming the fear of judgment. And these are based on biblical truth. 
How do we overcome the fear of judgment? Because let me tell you, Satan would love for you to stay stuck in your fear, to, to stay stuck in your limiting beliefs. Because if you stay stuck, you don't move. If you stay stuck, you focus on you and you don't move and you, you don't progress the kingdom, you don't follow into your purpose, and you stay where you're at. So I want to help you have the keys to really overcome the fear of judgment and start marinating on these scriptures. The first key to overcoming the fear of judgment is we have to make God bigger than the fear. And we can know this in our mind. God is bigger, you know, and I know that God is bigger than anything that that comes up against me. We can know this in our head, but truly to absorb this in our heart is easier said than done. But we have to make God bigger than the fear. We have to really absorb and seal this truth in our heart. I'm going to take you to Psalms 32.8. Psalms 32.8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Hear this again. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. This is a reminder that God sees us in every season, in every moment, in every step that we take. He knows what we've done in the past. He knows right where you are at right now. And he knows what's happening tomorrow and what's happening next year. So if he has placed a dream on your heart and he has called you to something, you can trust that if he has called you, he will instruct you. He will teach you in the way that you should go. And he will counsel you with his loving eye on you. In love, he will counsel you. Isn't that a beautiful promise? The second key to really overcome the fear of judgment is, ready? We have to trust and surrender the outcome. This is so hard. We have to trust and surrender the outcome. Because here's the thing, sometimes we're going to step out and we're going to fail. Sometimes we're going to step out and things aren't going to work out the way we'd hoped. Our expectations aren't going to be met. You already know this because you've had expectations that haven't been met. But you can trust that God works all things together for good. He works all things together for good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He works all things together for good. So when God tells you to step out, when God tells you to walk in obedience, maybe he's asking you to forgive someone. Maybe he's asking you to go get that pamphlet and look into foster care. Maybe he's asking you to call up that business coach and schedule a call to really figure out how to do it. Maybe he's asking you to start a podcast. You have to trust and surrender the outcome. Because guess what? Starting a business, it might be a slow go, right? It might be a slow climb. That's how a lot of good things are made slowly. That's why in the Bible, there's so many examples of harvesting and planting and reaping what you sow. You know, planting a flower is not like microwaving a hot pocket. It takes time to go from seed to fruit. And so we have to trust that God is good, that he will work all things together for good. And then we have to surrender to his timeline, period. And we have to surrender that, you know what, we're here to please him. We're here to do what he's called us to do. 
We're here to take care of the things he's called us to take care of. So we have to surrender the outcome because it might not look like what the world is telling you success is. It might not look like what your next door neighbor has accomplished, but we have to trust and surrender the outcome. And the last key to the fear of judgment, and this one is so, so crucial. And this one's also very practical. We have to keep our eyes on the sheep. Well, what does that mean? We have to keep our eyes on the sheep. I'm going to take you to a beautiful story. I love this story. John chapter 21. Okay, so in John chapter 21, this is the last section of this book. And it's the last section of the Gospels. And it's after Jesus has already resurrected. At this point, he's eating breakfast, which is a miracle. He's eating breakfast with the disciples. He's sitting there talking to Simon Peter. And after they got done eating in verse 15, he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? I'm assuming he's talking about the other disciples. And he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus says, feed my lambs. I'm sure Simon Peter was like, okay. So Jesus said again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, what does this mean? And this last key to the fear of judgment is we have to keep our eyes on the sheep. Hear me when I say this, and please don't be offended. I say this with so much love, and I've said this to myself so many times, so I'm just hear me out. The fear of judgment and how you're going to be perceived is a selfish feeling. I'm not trying to say you're selfish. What I'm saying is the fear of how you're going to come across, the fear of being judged has to, it it basically centers around you and your ego. When we focus on ourselves, it's so easy to get tripped up by this fear. For example, I was working with people to help them with speaking to a camera and it's it's scary speaking to a camera you know if you ever your first youtube video or the first time you went on instagram story and you're talking to the camera it's it's scary it's like oh my gosh i sound so stupid and you can get you get worked up in your head how do i sound right now or maybe the first time you were called on in class or the first time you had to give a presentation at work it's scary and i got this advice once it said your fear of public speaking is a selfish feeling you have to focus on the other people in the room and what they need to hear. You need to focus on their comprehension of what you're trying to teach and stop focusing on how you think you sound and just focus on caring about the other person. Hope you see where I'm going with this. If we can keep our eyes on the sheep, aka keep our eyes on the people God has in our path, the people we're meant to serve, the people we're meant to take care of, we can stop focusing on ourselves because Satan would love to keep you focused on yourself and then he can keep you focused from your God-given purpose. For example, if I was too scared to start Horatio Printing because I was afraid people were going to think, who is she to start a Christian company? Which is the thought I had. I mean, I thought people, I didn't know if people were even going to buy it. People were like, yeah, right. Like, 
Who's going to buy this product? I mean, you go through fear, like how, how is this going to come across? But if I'd stayed in that fear, people wouldn't have gotten the product that I truly know and now have heard testimonies that it changed their life. If I felt unqualified to create a Bible study, that would be sad because there's so many people that now love the soap Bible study. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? A good dream, a big dream, a God dream is always bigger than yourself. There's always people on the other end of your obedience that are going to be served, loved, encouraged, cared for. For example, maybe you have a dream to be a foster parent. Well, if you're too worried about what people are going to think and the fear of judgment, you're not going to take an action. But if you keep your eyes on the sheep, aka the child that right now is probably in need of a home, if you keep your eyes on that precious sheep that God has put on your heart, you're going to take an action and that's going to be so worth any judgment that comes across either potential judgment, internal conflict, or external. And sometimes we don't understand how our dream will help, quote unquote, the sheep. For example, maybe your dream is to get healthy. Maybe your dream is to get debt free. Well, there are generational impacts to those types of dreams. If you become financially stable, you're gonna be able to be more generous and help the sheep. If you are physically well, you are going to be a stronger light in the world. You're going to be able to live longer. You're going to be able to be a brighter light and to serve your community better. So even even what can seem like a selfish dream can really be so much bigger than you if you follow it out fully in obedience. So those are my three keys to the fear of judgment. And I want to quickly talk to you about wise counsel and border bullies. So I have struggled with opposition because I have stepped out of my comfort zone more than once in my life, um, starting a company, moving off to New York when I was very young, and just all sorts of different things in my life that I definitely received opposition for. I had opposition about starting a podcast. Who listens to a podcast? Do people even have time for that? I had opposition to start a subscription box. Um, I've had different people you know, question my dreams and that's okay. And I'm at a point now where it rolls off my back easier than it used to. And so when you step out, you are going to face opposition and maybe you haven't yet, but that's why this is so important because if you do, you're going to face it. It's expected. So having the preparation and the knowledge ahead of time is so powerful. And again, let's talk about wise counsel because there are so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the need for wise counsel. And I absolutely think when you're stepping out to do something, especially something you've never done before, you should get wise counsel. Here's my advice on that. If you want advice on financial security or getting your finances in order, talk to someone who's done it. Talk to somebody who has gone down the path of becoming debt-free and is now financially stable. Don't get advice from someone who's in major credit card debt. Does that make sense? That goes for every area of life. If you want 
spiritual advice or marriage advice. Talk to someone who is a lot older than you, who has been married for many years, decades even, um, who's on the path further. It makes so much sense to get wise counsel from someone who's wise. And some people are really wise in some areas and not so wise in others. So you have to consider that. I'm not saying you should cut anybody out of your life because they're not wise. It's just about who you're gonna seek advice from when it comes to your dream, especially when your dream is in a very vulnerable state, when it's very, very young, or it hasn't been birthed yet. Let's say when you're pregnant with a dream and it hasn't come to fruition yet, you have to be careful about who you share that dream with and who you seek encouragement from. What you need to find is a dream champion, a border buster, someone that's gonna help you bust out of the border of your comfort zone. If you're looking for advice on how to start a podcast, I wouldn't talk to someone and tell them about your dream to start a podcast and that person that you're telling doesn't even listen to podcasts and doesn't see the point in it. You're not gonna get great advice from that person. Instead, you should speak to somebody like Stephanie Gass. And I actually have a link, if that happens to randomly be the dream in your heart, please go click the link below. Check out her course, Podcast Pro University. I actually have a $50 off coupon. Um, I took her course, it helped me set up my podcast and not have stress about it. So that's a side note. But find someone who's gone down the, the path, period. That's wise counsel in all areas. And that's really an easy way to have that discernment around who is wise counsel and who is not. Now let's talk about border bullies. I was facing some border bullies when I was creating my dream crafting course and I didn't even know what it was, couldn't put my finger on it. And my spiritual director, Amy Brady, mentioned this book called The Dream Giver. And it's a book I've gifted to dozens and dozens of people. And actually, if you sign up for the dream crafting course, I will send you a copy. I will sign it and send it in the mail to you. And because it's so good, I want you to read it. And in The Dream Giver, it's a allegory at the beginning of a man named Ordinary in the land of familiar. And he goes out of the comfort zone. And at when he gets to the edge of the comfort zone, he's met with border bullies. And there's four different types. And I think it in our lives, we've all been a border bully. And what does that even mean? Someone that says, hey, I don't think you should do that. Um, it's a naysayer. Someone who comes along and says, I don't think that's for you. And we've all experienced that at some point, I believe. And we've all probably been that, you know? I know there's plenty of times where I've been a border bully to my husband and the dream he has, which is sad um, because I signed on to be a dream champion of his. And so it's, I just, I love this concept of learning about being a border bully so you can pick them out in your life. And then also you can make sure that you're not being one, okay? So, and that's one of the reasons I created the dream crafting course is because right now there's 88 dreamers together in this community and we've all signed on to be dream champions. So you can be a part of this community and really champion each other as we pursue our many different unique dreams. So here's the four different types of border bullies. The first one is called the alarmist, and that's someone who is motivated by fear. And typically their answer is, you know, that's not safe. I don't think you should do that. That they, they come up with all the different scenarios that could go wrong. Do you have someone like that in your life? Maybe you've been that to somebody in your life. You know, if you're a mom, that's something you naturally do to your child, right? You're like, 
that's not safe. That's not safe. Be careful. Like I know I'm doing that to my two year old all the time because she's a walking emergency. So the alarmist um, in the book, it was actually the mother that was that role, which is just goes hand in hand. I think it's a natural tendency of moms. The next type of border bully is the traditionalist and they are motivated by tradition, obviously, and habits. And that their response typically is, that's not the way we do it. You know, we've always done it this way and they don't really like change. Have you had someone in your life that's been the traditionalist and has really put you in your place, so to speak, and told you not to step out because that's not the way we do things? The defeatist is a sad person in my opinion. That person just says, it's not possible. They see problems everywhere and they're absolutely certain the dream can't and won't happen. And that's, that's someone, if you can spot that in your life, and again, I'm not saying to cut these people out of your life. I'm just saying, have a healthy boundary with who you're sharing your vulnerable dreams with. Because when they're vulnerable, they can be crushed, right? So the defeatist. Have you been the defeatist to somebody else? And has a defeatist come to you when you had a dream and you shared it? And lastly, you have an antagonist who is a person kind of like Pharaoh. Like, nope, you cannot go. It will not happen. Which also kind of sounds like a mom talking to a teenager. Um, Basically, their response is, I won't let you, period. And typically, these border bullies show up in your life when you are stepping out of your comfort zone because you have disrupted their comfort zone. Maybe there's someone in your life and they're in their comfort zone and you're stepping out and you've moved and you are shaking up their comfort zone. Or maybe you're setting up a new boundary in your life. Like, you know what? This in my life isn't serving me anymore or I feel called to not participate in this activity anymore and then a friend says well what does that mean about me you know and are you judging me now because I still do that or I still watch that or I'm still participating in that community or whatever it is you are disrupting their comfort zone and so you'll get opposition and that's okay that's expected we always want to move and to speak and to approach these conversations with love um, and have a healthy boundary when we need it. And that's a beautiful thing. So have you experienced a border bully before? I'm super curious. If you have, please screenshot this episode, share it on social media, send us a DM. I want to hear your border bully story or yes or no, if you've experienced this before. And I want you to know, because if you haven't experienced, you can be prepared. Now, when someone comes to you, and they are poking holes in your dreams, here are some questions you can ask yourself to process their concerns. Because like I said before, sometimes people are gonna come to you and they're gonna have, they're gonna actually be wise counsel. And so I'm not saying throw everything out, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, because some people are gonna come and they're gonna poke holes and they are the iron that is meant to sharpen you. So here is some questions you can run through, and this is all laid out in the book, The Dream Giver, which if you sign up for the Dreamcrafting course, I will send you a personal copy of this book because it's that good. Here are the questions. Whenever they're coming to you and they're, let's say they are raising concern, you know, you want to move off to Africa with your family and you are going to work in this orphanage. They come to you and they have, hey, listen, I don't think God's calling you to this. 
this is not for you. I've really thought about it. I don't think this is the right move for your life. Or, you know, you got accepted into your dream college and you're going to do it. Here is the question. Is it you they have a problem with or your dream? Really sit with that. Is it you or is it your dream that they have a problem with? Second question, what is motivating your border bully? Is it fear? Do they not like change? Do they think it won't happen? The third one, this one's great. Have you clearly communicated your plans? Sometimes a border bully just doesn't understand where you're going with this. They haven't caught your vision. They haven't caught your dream, which is fine. Sometimes they will never. That's okay. It's your dream. It's your vision. Um, but have you clearly communicated your plans? Because sometimes you can get them to go away if you're like, hey, listen, I get your concern. This is my full plan. It's laid out and share it with them. And they can go, okay, wow, you really have it all thought out. Good luck. You know, and that's great. And maybe they offer a bit of advice and that's really helpful. That's great. And then lastly, is there merit to their concern? Have they pursued a dream like this? Maybe they have and maybe when they tried it, it failed. What went wrong when they did it? Or what went right when they did it? Maybe they were super successful in starting an online business and their concern about, you know, your product is valid because they've been shipping and selling products for 10 years. There's nothing wrong with getting, there's actually everything right with getting advice from people who have gone the long path ahead of you and can provide support and insight. We have to always be humble to learn. And lastly, here's the two questions you need to ask yourself when really looking at the fear of judgment. Am I acting out of fear right now? And lastly, am I pleasing God or people? That's one of the biggest ways to kick the fear of judgment is to truly know in your heart, I am taking an action because this is what God wants and I'm here to please God. I'm not here to please people. Galatians 1.10 says, Now am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that's an easy thing to drift into. Seeking validation, people pleasing. I've struggled with that my whole life. But if you're really going to step into your purpose, we have to get clear about the fears that could motivate us so we can overcome them. There's other fears, fear of failure, fear of not having enough resources, fear of being alone. There's all sorts of different shades and colors of limiting beliefs that can hold us back. Things people have spoken over us. And that's why when it comes to dreaming and creating a life that you love, it takes a lot of soul work to get in a healthy place for you to dream healthy dreams, pursue them, and also have a life where you're maintaining your blessings and priorities, maintaining your health, maintaining your marriage, maintaining your professional life, maintaining your finances, maintaining your home. And that's really what the dream crafting course is all about. I just gave you a little sneak peek today of one of the topics that we cover in that course. You can learn more about the dream crafting course at thedreamerinyou.com. And I have two other episodes you might love. One of them, I actually, it's called the Academy Spotlight. And it's where I interviewed a couple of students in the course to get their experience and kind of their testimony. And then I also have an episode with Nicole Smithy where we talk about her stepping out to start an online magazine 
and she had a lot of opposition, a lot of naysayers. And so we talked about how she really overcame that. So if this is a topic that you wanna keep diving into, check out those episodes. That's episode, the Academy Spotlight is episode 38. And my episode with Nicole Smithy is episode 40. So I hope this has blessed you. And if you're really thinking about the Dream Crafting course, I have a code for you. It's called FIRST50. And you can get $50 off your entry. And that'll also get you another $50 credit to HoratioPrinting.com. You'll get a ticket to the Dreamer Summit. You will also get a free gift in the mail from me. So check that out if that's something you want to pursue a God-given dream and really focus on your personal growth and development this year. I would love to see you in that community so you can connect with other dream champions. If you like this episode, please let me know. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and it truly means the world to me. So that would be amazing if you could leave a quick review. And then also, don't forget to sign up for the Dream Crafting course at thedreamerinyou.com. I have links below in the show notes to everything I mentioned in this episode. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye, guys.